Welcome to the Queer Arabs podcast. This is Alia. This is Nadia. And Ellie. And we have a guest who I connected with originally on TikTok like a couple weeks ago. I'm really excited to have them on. So um, thank you so much for being here. Can you introduce yourself? Of course. Thank you for having me. My name is Ahmed Ray. I am a Palestinian Canadian. I'm 23 years old. Um, I was born in Palestine, born and raised there. Then I uh, I came to Canada two years ago. Where in Canada? I'm in uh, Montreal, Quebec. Oh, how are you liking it so far? I mean, it's fine. Like, my mom is half Palestinian, half Canadian. So we used to come here visits in the summer. But like now living here and everything, it can be a little bit better with like, you know, the like the French laws and the English and like how they want everything to be French and it can yeah. be better but it's not bad like it's it's nice do how's your french i don't speak french oh okay what's yeah what what is their like deal with french like what are their laws surrounding like, no, like what has in, to be in french like in quebec like the first language is french and yeah. like then then english so like when you want to work you have to have english and french Oh, okay. And yeah, so like people who don't speak French, they end up working like retail and retail, like not anywhere in retail, you know, in the back, the people who don't speak French. And then like you have McDonald's in the back too, and all of these like, you know, minimum wage yeah. jobs. So you have to learn French to get oh, a wow. good job. Yeah. They give fines to restaurants who, um, like you know like if a restaurant have a page on social media and they post in english and not in french like you need to post either in just french or both languages and if you only post in english that's like they get fines what the hell but it's like one one colonizer against another it's not even like exactly it's (laughs) yeah Yeah. yep so we've been watching your tiktoks and the repost to youtube and we're wondering like how how did you get started with that? What prompted this? Oh, well, to be honest, like uh, like I said, I was born and raised in Palestine, and um, sadly, I was born um, in a village in Palestine, and like the village was one of these small ones um, who had like five thousand people in them. Like that's it, just five thousand people. Everyone knew each other, and like you know, the commute to, to the city was like an hour away, so. We were literally like kind of isolated in my opinion and like I grew up knowing nothing no one saying anything about these things and like I literally discovered like myself just watching a show on the internet and like you know wow. um, yeah all the traumatic experiences started from there <laughs> but uh, yeah like the main reason I started doing uh, like YouTube TikTok and Instagram is I grew up not having anyone to look up to not having like I like after I discovered that like uh, I'm queer and everything I okay of course like there was like these influencers and like blah 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 but all of them were like white people you know in the U.S. or like uh, wherever I I couldn't find that like you know someone like like a Palestinian um, you know a queer Palestinian or like even a queer Arab who was like um, on social media talking about these things and uh, I needed that person to look up to to take hope from on social media and that person like didn't exist so it was really hard so as soon as like uh, everything went downhill with my family and I left them I was like um, I applied to university to continue my studying but then after I got accepted I was like no I'm not ready for the stress of university after all the traumatic experience I've been through. So I'm just going to take a break. But while doing the break, I need to do the social media for other people and for myself too, because I couldn't find that person growing up. So I wanted to be that person for other people because like I left Palestine, but I know that there's still a lot of queer people over there and I don't want them to feel what I felt growing up or like go through what I went through. So for, for now, like I've been doing social media for almost three months now. It's recent. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like, like I feel like I'm doing like, you know, good with people and everything. Like a lot of queer Palestinians are reaching out, queer Arabs, uh, queer people from the MENA region. 
Wow, and, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, so um, I'm being there for them. Um, you know, like us, like people from the Middle East, existing in public spaces as queer, that's like, you know, that's like, that's it. You're doing great. Just existing in spaces and like showing and saying that like we exist, we're here. Um, but like, yeah, I feel like uh, growing up, a lot of people, like the people who left, they just like couldn't do social media and not anyone can do it because like after you leave, you you take all that trauma that like with you and everything. And, you know, like some people, they feel like they wasted a lot of time and they just want to live right now. So like they just live their life. But for me, um, I felt like, okay, I can do both and I need to be there for other queer people. So that's why I'm doing it. That's amazing. Yeah, social media is often the only accessible um, way to connect with other people. Like, especially like you said, if you're um, living in a, like a small town or like kind of removed from uh, the larger urban areas. And honestly, like seeing someone who looks like you in some way when you're a young person can literally save your life because you feel like okay I actually have I have a place in this world um so I think that's really important everyone sort of takes for granted growing up that like most straight people have sort of a blueprint for their lives and people they can at least emulate if they don't have a plan like or a real goal for life you know whereas people like us we're just like shit what do i do you know it's like go to college then what yeah know that like you can exist as an adult right like you do have a future you said you've gotten like a lot of good responses like what kinds of responses have you gotten like on your tiktoks and um other platforms oh like it's been like you know like i got good ones you know i get a lot of hate of course like before getting on this before getting on this podcast i was just called um, a Marxist abomination for the Middle East. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's so sweet. Someone actually like put creative thought into their insult. You're like, that's oh a new God, one. They are, they are creative. I've God. been called I've been called names like um a glit a glitter bomb because like I'm Arab and queer. Oh <laughs> my god. I Wait. once I thought that this podcast should like give out glitter bombs as a like as merch. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember. Yeah. And then Actually, we're like maybe that would put us on like a no fly list or some I, shit if we did that. <laughs> I went that video that I posted went viral on TikTok and a lot of people followed me and they're like you should do merch. And I was like okay, I'm kind of broken and they're like we'll wait. <laughs> so like and then like then I started this hashtag of like glitter bombs and like I'm trying to make it full with videos of queer Arabs. Oh my <laughs> so god, here. that's great. That's incredible. Yeah, we, we, we're we're reclaiming it because like it is creative. Like these people, it is. They are, yeah, they are ignorant, but they are creative at some point. So right. I know sometimes haters. I'm like. I'm like, wow, they, you could have put that energy into something else. Exactly. Like you are, it's like sometimes you see these really creative like rants or insults against you, and you're like, wow, you could really go somewhere in life if you put that creativity like toward productive things. Write a book. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> plus, no, you know, you've got so plus you've got so much comparative literature to go through. It's like you got these weak ass insults who are just like fag or you don't exist and there's like this guy who comes up with a 20 page dissertation of what kind of abomination <laughs> and i'm like and you're like wow you have like dude you are you don't a, have a brand. <laughs> but respect on that writing we got a lot of hate at the beginning of this podcast and then people got bored and went elsewhere so maybe like after a while people like get bored of throwing hate your way the haters like to find something new they get bored they move on to the next one and then eventually you have mostly like really supportive comments and stuff yeah but do you yeah. feel like tiktok is different though i don't know maybe yeah, exactly. yeah. tiktok yeah. is exactly. different that's true yeah exactly because the videos like they get pushed to the algorithm and everything and like 
you I'm like literally every day I spend just one hour, just one hour deleting comments that might trigger queer queer Arabs and queer people and blocking oh, wow. people every day and every each video I get new people. <laughs> it's like oh my god. Uh, so with yeah. TikTok is different and like you know it's it's hard yeah. to delete. A comments that might trigger queer people when a video like yours gets viral because like you can't control the comments they're just like flooding but um yeah like the hate that yeah. i get like i'm used to it because the content that i'm doing no one else is doing and talking about i do a lot of content about um the al arab men the men like who are like gay but they're mm. down low like you know i do yeah. like i do like these short videos of tiktok where like about um um closeted uh, gay men who who are afraid to come out of the closet because of society and everything so um they uh still marry like you know uh arab women and like women in general and they still marry them um and they be sleeping with like men uh, even when they're married just like you know so i mm. do the, i do this content about it and like i get like you know i get comments like telling me that you're ruining our reputation and I get these comments from women mm. from men I'm like this is happening you can't keep these things like taboo you know yeah like so yeah living, like my, yeah being in denial doesn't help exactly denial, and yeah. like you know I don't mind you living in denial and like you fighting your own battles and everything do you take your time but don't just don't like don't get married like you know what i mean why are you wasting another uh, woman's life just by marrying her and everything and what kills me is um so i lived there for 20 years in the middle east and i came here to canada um yeah. for the past two and what shocked me the most is that people um um like i'm talking about like you know muslims because i grew up in a muslim family uh, mm-hmm. and i grew up in a like you know in a muslim family the the people who are here the muslim people are here they're more religious than people mm-hmm. back home mm-hmm. they're more i was shocked in the beginning and they couldn't yeah. understand it but then after i lived like we were living in my grandma's house in the beginning because uh, before finding an apartment and uh after like i after like i when i was living with my grandma um like um like to the point that you know, like, and makeup is not good, like, you know, shaking a hands, man, is not good, like, I don't judge wow. you, but to the point, like, I discovered that p- religious people in the Western world here, um, they want to protect, I don't know, their kids, um, yeah. they don't want them, like, you know, to go and, like, do whatever, so sadly, they create this bubble around themselves, and they do like you know they like they're in their extreme like you know to the point like every like you know they're so religious so we all know that anything when you do too much of it is not good even religion and everything and like yeah so like i was shocked like you know in the middle east when when gay men in the end up marrying um women at the same time you're like this is not good but at the same time like you know, like, I, I'm not giving excuses. You, you know, you can still find society. You can still fight your parents. I'm not marrying anyone, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, they're there. And, like, it, it's happening a lot here. Like, the yeah. men marrying women in the Western world because they're afraid of the society. Like, mm. your society, like, you're living in a country with laws that can protect you or whatever. Like, you know, I'm, it's so sad seeing, like, Arab men here, 28 years old, marrying an Arab woman who was like, you know, 23 or 25. And, you know, he's secretly gay and he's marrying her here in the Western world just because uh, he doesn't want his family to know. Like, bro, you're living here. You have right. privileges. That you, like, th- this is this is what kills me the most, you know? They're, yeah. they're, and, and to be honest, most of the people who fight me on social media and like they throw hate and shade and everything are, yeah. you know, to me, like the Arabs, but to me, I call them the white Arabs, you know? The white Arabs mm. are like the people who have been living in the Western world their whole life, and they go for vacations back home. Mm. <clears throat> they stay there. Like, I ranted about it in a TikTok video, and I said, 
um, like some some of the like uh, white Arabs, like I call them, um, told me that uh, um, yeah, but you could have found like you could have found the job in the Middle East. You could have found the job in Palestine instead of like I like I'm pretty open about this stuff. I did a YouTube video like I had sugardaddies.com. Um, I like I was saying like I was doing content about it. Like I was doing like I was uh, saying that I'm I was too young to be pleasing old men at 19 years old in Palestine because my dad cut me off. So a lot of comments with these uh, whitewashed Arabs that are living in the West, in the Western world, were like, you could have gotten a job. I got a job at 16 uh, at McDonald's. You could have got a job anywhere else. Wow. And I, I was like, I rented about in a video. I was like, I'm not going to sit. I was, I said in that video, like, I'm not, I probably and usually don't respond to these comments, but I'm not going to sit here and let a whitewashed Arab, we call you white Arabs, um, and to tell me this and tell me what to do. You clearly don't know how it is back home and clearly don't know how it is in Palestine. You spend your whole life here living these, like, you know, in these privileges, and then you go back home for a month, and then after the month is done, you start crying and saying, I don't want to leave, I love it here. And I was like, bitch, no one loves it here. You've been, we've been on vacation mode since you came here. And it's known when, that, when, when our relatives come to visit from the Western world to the Middle East, we like, you know, like all of our parents are acting nice at some point and like they're putting their, like, you know, these problems, they don't show it. And they're putting this face, they're putting these like, you know, we're a perfect family here. We love you guys. We're going to go have fun. And then we start going out every day with them to make them have fun. So they think that this is our life every day, and then when it's when it's like you know we all I we always like back home, me and my friends like when we get relatives from the Western world and like they come here and then they start crying like they don't want to leave. We love it here. Your life is amazing. Blah blah blah. We just like you know we just want to slap them in the face and like tell them like you know like and they start crying and we don't want to go back home. I'm like we all everyone has been vacation mode. You don't love it here. No one loves it here. And don't tell me, and don't come and tell me what to do with my life when you clearly don't know. Like jobs in Palestine are hard to find. And if you look like you're gay or queer, you're done. You know? And and sometimes you're just sick on being on like, you know, survival mode, like because of like your parents, like, you know, uh, mistakes or like whatever. Like I'm convinced not everyone can, it's good, it's a good fit to be a parent. you know, most of these parents these days, they don't know what are they doing, literally. So for me, like, I wasn't just going to sit there and waste my life uh, being in survival mode all the time. So, like, I literally went on a dating app. I put the age limit for, like, a certain age. I found two men and, like, I sucked their money, literally. And I lived my life. I had fun in, that, in these months, you know. I needed the money at some point and I needed to have fun. Like, if you're in Palestine and you're not having fun, you will kill yourself at some point. Especially if you're a queer person. You need, yeah. to, have some oh. outlo- you need to have an outlet and some hope. You can't just, you know, be the dutiful son or daughter with, you know, and just be a robot. It sucks. It's suffocating. Yeah, and I think yeah. anyone who judges anybody else for what they have to do for money, if they haven't been in the exact same situation which is literally anyone because no one has been in the exact same life situation as somebody else like what the fuck are you right yeah Yeah, you have no right but at some point these people who are saying these things are people who who are who've been living in these bubbles that their parents created Mm -hmm. they never experienced life they never experienced anything i got this comment by a girl who's 19 years old um living uh, like here in canada her whole life and they, like, you know, from her comments, because she responded on everything, from, from her comments, like, you know, she's this girl that um, she's only allowed to go with her girlfriends and not with, you know, not uh, with, not, not allowed with guy friends or like um, no past, like, you know, 6 p.m. or like, you know, so when you're like, when you're living this life, you're not going to experience anything. When, when like, when anything happens to you, you go to your parents, you have this privilege of it, you know? So, but at the same time, you didn't experience anything. You don't know how I feel. And most of these people, they start talking like they, they all, everything. When I post a video about something like, you know, taboo, and they're, because they're living the way their whole life, they're like, oh, why are you lying? You're ruining our, our reputation. And they always re- respond. Just because you didn't see something 
that doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Yeah, when someone tries to just like erase the validity of someone else's experience that they are generously sharing and just being like, oh, stop sharing that. You're going to ruin our reputation. It's like, who is our who you're talking about? Like you're deciding you're the only fraction of this community that like in this case like arab queer arabs maybe and when someone's just like oh stop painting us to be this way it's like okay who is us then you're you're saying that basically only you are the one whose perspective like counts and it's like no um we all have our like very different experiences and like we're not a monolith and to say that like someone else's very real experiences are like ruining their reputation or like the group's reputation it's like okay you're basically saying like that person's not part of your group and like yeah. their their experience isn't valid or like worth okay. hearing about Alternatively, the fact that I now represent all queer Arabs and I'm ruining the reputation single-handedly, that's a lot of power. Like, yeah. damn. You're like, wow, thank, thanks for that. I would just like to take this moment to plug our Kofi account, which you can <laughs> see on thequeerarabs.com, all six billion of you, that I'm ruining the Arab <laughs> reputation too. Like, oh my yeah. god. I think oh. there is, um, in like, especially in the West, especially I think in, in the US and Canada, Arab and Muslim diasporas, as, as someone who grew up in the US, there is like this hyper fixation on like cultural reputation and like hyper preserving that as a thing in response to, uh, in, in response to like local racism to the point where it gets ridiculous and they, and there's this impulse to water down like any trauma that's happened within a culture, like any negative experiences that have happened within a place. Um, yeah. It, it's, yeah, I, I, I think it, it goes way too far into like a branding thing that um, is unfortunately attacking people who are just sharing their real experiences. Yeah. And then the point you mentioned, Ahmed, about like, when people are so privileged to be able to say like, oh, I got a job at 16. Um, it actually reminds me of another TikToker, a, another queer Arab who's uh, I think a therapist. And they were saying like some whitewash like therapists, they'll just tell these like Arab patients, they'll be like, oh, just cut your family off, just go get a job. And it's like, okay the privilege video, yeah. yeah the privilege to be able to say that to like like regardless of someone's circumstance it's ridiculous yeah i saw i saw a white therapist who pitched that video too really i didn't yeah and the white therapist said you know what i agree i've been through this and i just couldn't tell them what to do because i didn't have the experience and um, yeah. um, she was like, yeah, we should leave these uh, people to these, um, you know, to these kind of therapists because they know and they would know how to treat them and everything. And yeah. her comments flooded with like, you know, attacking her. She had to turn off her comments. Oh, oh I didn't see that one. That's, yeah. that's weird because like, that's what professionals should be doing, right? If they can't, yeah, if they can't offer what a patient needs they should refer them to somebody else like that's just basic right being good yeah. at your job um so i'm glad she was saying that but um yeah that people are coming at her about that idea it's, it's the same people yeah. who are privileged and like they're the privilege got them blind so they're just commenting thinking that they're right nothing exactly more. yeah they're like i did it at this age so can you at the without like acknowledging the factors that led them to be able to do the thing or like get a job at 16 it's like okay where are you living then and like also what financial privileges you already had to be able to do that like people need to think of those factors too yeah i don't know yeah i don't know it just uh, feels like ripe for just saying okay boomer yep sad thing you, it's uh, not just boomers no 
but yeah that's true I guess um, on, on the topic of like reactions you've gotten on TikTok um, you talked about like straight up hate that you've gotten you've talked about really positive reactions these kind of weird um, privileged advice giving have you had um, an issue of a lot of people like reaching out to you for help um, because I know that's also something that happens to a lot of creators and and like making similar content like people will really open up to them and 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 reach out to them and want to talk which is on one hand like really touching on the other hand could just be a lot of work to to go through yeah, yeah well um, you see this topic of like you know queer arabs and queer queer people from like the MENA region is so large and so big um mm -hmm. like talking about it you need like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes and you will never cover it um like <clears throat> as someone who like lived there and lived and is living here and doing social media um opening like you know i just started three months ago i have like um 11k followers on tiktok um 700 subscribers on youtube and a thousand like you know 300 on instagram um yeah. on tiktok on tiktok no one can send you messages um on youtube is the same so it's just mm. instagram mm. Okay. so for me whenever i wake up opening my inbox on instagram is a task literally wow. <clears throat> yeah um i wake up like every day with like um approximately 20 messages um half of them is like you know normal messages and everything and yeah. the other half is like people who like you know because on tiktok like uh there's still videos i posted like four months ago and people are seeing just now you know so yeah. whoever sees the video like they go and they watch my tiktok they watch my youtube and whatever and then they go to instagram because they want to talk they want to you know reach out and everything and um i like in the beginning it was traumatizing just opening my inbox and reading because um, you just open your inbox and you just start reading, like, you know, as a normal message. And then you're like, oh, oh, you know, yeah, um, yeah. A, lo a lot of people, a lot of people um, did that. A lot of people are doing that. And <clears throat> that's OK, because I say on my YouTube channel, if you need anything, um, reach out to me, you know, or like, you know, if you don't have anyone, you can reach out to me. Um, so um, sometimes like I take a day or two to reach the message in the inbox because like these messages when like it's not like an like like these normal people on social media like I don't want to say normal but like you know the like the norm on social mm -hmm. media and they're like just doing them and they wake up to the messages and blah 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 and the cute little messages you know and yeah. when when it comes to people like us doing social media each message like each conversation has like three messages and each message is like a paragraph that you need to scroll in um so um for me um i like i do like if they're if they're living there i have friends who like work in alcaos which is like um oh Alcaus, yeah. yeah yeah um in palestine and like people who like live in other parts of the middle east i try to find organization like them and i send them the resources or like how they reach and people that just want advice, I just do that. But it gets like, um, it gets tiring when you have like, when you know, when it's a one, when it's, you have to do all of these things, you know, on TikTok, like uh, three yeah. videos a day on Instagram, an active story, at least um, on YouTube. I was, I started with a video each week, then I started doing a video every two weeks and then I started mm -hmm. doing <clears throat> whenever the video is done it will be posted you yeah. know but at this point like all of this together like it gets overwhelming sometimes I quit my job two months ago and I didn't find a new job yet um so all of that like it, it's giving me more time for social media but at the same time I need to find the job or like employment money or whatever mm. um but doing all of this and doing social media I feel like for other people it might be like manageable but for people like talking on social media for like queer Arabs or like queer uh, people from like the MENA region the Middle East and so on and everything um, mm -hmm. it gets overwhelming sometimes because they, they grow up in this bubble not knowing anything 
about like you know if there's resources if they like what to do or whatever and they don't have anyone but you the one they see on social media so it gets overwhelming yeah it gets like you know um like i try to help as much as i can i respond to all the messages like i never like wow so yeah but you gotta do what you gotta do it gets overwhelming sometimes but you can't like you know you can't just yeah. respond yeah i mean i think it's it's great that you do say that that you can that people can reach out to you and you do make yourself a a resource for people who might not have any other way of like accessing help but i also understand when people don't want to do that and they want to set boundaries around what their engagement is and say like it's it's great if my videos can help me and here's some links but that's that's as much as i can that's as much of myself as i can give you know because yeah um, yeah it's a lot it, it can it, it can be draining it's a, it can be yeah, like emo- emotionally draining too it, it is like it oh. can it can be super emotionally draining and but then you also feel like you need to commit to it because you've started so far but it's also like you know we're not counselors we're not therapists we don't this isn't our full-time job you know and we can only commit so much yeah. i mean yeah we've committed to doing a show or tiktok or what other social media presence you want to do but you know that's that stuff is sometimes sometimes you got to limit it you know you got to say not qualified or i can't do this commitment or you know it's a hard balance yeah it's a hard balance yeah but like you know for me like i don't mind all of this you know um because like i grew up there and i know how they feel of not having anyone to talk to or whatever um but i do feel like creators who are talking about like subjects like this they need support um, in some mm-hmm. ways, at least, because, like, you know, um, what the thing that, like, I'm totally okay with and, like, you know, whoever's listening to me and, like, from the people who are following me on Instagram, if you're listening or whatever, it's fine with me, this thing that I'm going to say, but it is a little bit annoying because, like, you have, um, you know, on social media, I hope one day, to be like my full-time job i i love doing it and i want to do it full-time to help as much as possible and work with my community and everything um but doing social media you need support you know you need a um, you need like a platform and everything um in my social media in my dms i'm facing this thing that annoys me sometimes which is <clears throat> um in my dms i have a lot of like you know closeted people so Mm. Um, closeted to the point that um, they can't follow me or like any of my posts or anything they just watch you know yeah on my on my story on my story I have um, I've like I've traced it for like you know a month at least and every day I have 50 people like a maximum 50 people they watch my story every day but they're not following me because they okay. can't follow and someone sees, you know, them yeah. following me. On TikTok, it's easier because you can hide your following list. On Instagram, you can. So, and a lot of these people, yeah. they're like, um, you know, they're, they know they're doing all of that. They're messaging and everything and they're reaching out and everything. But at the same time, they can't show support, you know. Yeah. So it, it is kind, yeah. is kind of annoying. But at the same time, like it is understandable. So I, I, that's why I feel like creators who are like us and giving time and everything, they should be supported like more than like whoever's like, you know, like, you know, just living their life on social media and not like, you, you know, helping yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah absolutely. To be, blunt, yeah. to be blunt, the platforms do not support creators well, unless you were at an absolute megastar. Like YouTube, you know, I've seen multiple yeah. creators like go down because YouTube changed the algorithm without any warning or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Same with yeah. like TikTok or- TikTok uh, too, yeah. Yeah. And uh, like any streaming service, basically, like they are not watching out for their creators. So unfortunately it's yeah. on, it's on the audience to watch out. Yeah, yeah, they're like depending on their creators, but they're not supporting them. Like the 
the actual platforms. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes people like they they don't realize that. They think that if you have a bunch a bunch of followers, you must be making money from it. But it's actually sometimes like no, you can you can be very well known and making very professionally looking content and yeah. still be broke. Like, right? And and I think sometimes people don't want to like, no, why would I give money to the Venmo or Cash app of this person who has a bajillion followers? And it's like, cause that doesn't yeah, that doesn't pay their rent. <laughs> like right. um like even the biggest creators I know, um basically have to supplement their income with other sources. It's always, you know, yes, merch with, you know, partnering with stores like Redbubble or whatever, what have you. And mm -hmm. there's, of course, you know, pa the Patreon Kofi thing that really is a lifesaver for a lot of creators, especially who do niche content like this. Yeah. Um, and then there's also, you know, direct PayPal donations, sponsorships, if your medium supports that, you know, or if, yeah. but again, to like begin even monetizing your audience, I think the number is like around 50,000 like regular viewers and subscribers. And you, oh, God. and you, and you, that's like to get like baseline, like anything. Yeah. Yep. And you know that what I'm talking about, I'm talking about from a point of view of someone who started new, you know, mm -hmm. I just yeah. started three months. I just started three months ago and like, when I see that there's people watching and doing, but not like, you know, supporting, they want to be supporting, but the supporting that they can. It's yeah. just kind of hard and makes you rethink some stuff. So, yeah. That's hard. Yeah. We noticed that with our podcast too, like for the same reason, a lot of people can't like follow us or engage. Yeah, but which we understand. I mean, if you're, if you're listening to this. And yeah. No, we totally understand. understand yeah um, we're, we're glad that just, like you can listen yeah. to it um but it is i don't know like it's 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 true like follows are and i mean we've kind of accepted that we're probably not making money from this that yeah for a yeah. while at least um but unless you want to give some money to our kofi account um yeah <laughs> no, no, no. but yeah but like fo follows affects how much attention we get and how many new people can find us right and eventually like how much money you can get if you're trying to make money from it or at least um like or like how much you... yourself for your time yeah, yeah. right or exactly. like if sponsors will even look at you you know right um like seriously yeah. those follow like the likes and follows and on um, stuff like spotify go like a huge step in towards like increasing your position to recommend and in recommended stuff to new users or having you recommended on like a playlist or something yeah and mm -hmm. I, I i feel like i had to get over the fact that it was like shallow or like narcissistic to care about that stuff because like i think a lot of us still associate with um maybe there's a new generation that doesn't but i think a lot of us still associate like social media with being like oh it's like frivolous and narcissistic and if you care about how many likes you get your right. just extra but it's like no it's actually really important for getting your content out right yeah. and exactly. especially 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 when when instagram is blocking your content like i'm a queer palestinian yeah i mm. advocate for palestine and queer palestinians yeah you know so we all know how like instagram and social media blocks the content on um palestine, palestine you know yeah. when like you know but when i'm posting this and it's being you know not shown to everyone and like you know people are you know not you know not like just watching and not you know engaging with it land mm -hmm. like everything goes down so it is hard like you know if, if there's just like an, a queer person a queer arab from another country who's not occupied and they're just doing they're naturally gonna do better than me um and they're gonna reach out like to other people also to them you know but yeah. from a queer from a queer palestinian it is i don't see it as something fair you know like no, it, it's it is, not. It is, yeah. So and yeah. So it's just like you just have to sit down and just you know deal with it because <laughs> you yeah. can't really yeah. do shit. Yeah, like you is... know, 
advertisers advertisers are like nah palestinian too political yeah it's and like, even yeah. even if you just say the word palest like if i ever whenever i post like a story that just says the word palestine in it my views instantly drop and right yeah it's not a coincidence yeah yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so we take breaks, literally talking about Palestine as a queer Palestinian who advocates for Palestine too. Um, I started like if I talk about Palestine one day in the week, um, I don't talk about it for like oh four days. Then I start talking about it again. So because the views, the views like they they stay down for like a day or two. Wow. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's so fucked up. I like. And it kind of, it just bothers me that, like, I mean, I'm going to say it, like, white, white girls, this is just an an example, like, white girls going to Starbucks get oftentimes, like, millions of views on TikTok. But, like, if you want to talk about, like, queer Palestinian experiences, it's like, you would think, yeah, you'd think, like, that would get a lot more, um, interest and uh it just it's more substantive and it doesn't work like like social media doesn't support that and it's just like so infuriating it it doesn't it's just not about not getting as much a view as them it's about like my videos when i do this they're they're down like they're like you're the tiktok just like gives me a violation and like this the video is wow because it's it violates our um, guidelines and it, the point oh, wow. is the point is when i talk about queer palestinians you yeah. know and i talk about like I, I in my tiktok account i talk about queer arabs queer palestinians and all of these things so i'm oh i'm i'm all the time getting um reports on my videos um for um you know whenever i post about palestine israelis report my video for hate speech whenever i talk about um oh. queer palestinian queer palestinians palestinian uh, palestinians report my videos because you're you're not gonna ruin palestine's reputation by putting queer with it we don't oh have God. queer people in palestine so they reported so i'm being reported by israelis by palestinians by arabs by religious people and i got um wow. to the point that tiktok sent me a message and they're like if you get another violation you will yeah. be blocked you will be blocked from some creator tools and then if you keep getting more reports and videos taking down you will be banned for a week or two and if you get another one after that your account will be down like banned for life uh, and and most of the videos when they are reported for hate speech i submit an appeal yeah TikTok puts it up back the second day but it it puts it back like you know it starts to go viral TikTok takes it down and then i post it and then they post it back up the next day but at the same time after they post it the next day um the you know the engagement with the video has been already stopped oh uh, so but, it's like starting over like yeah, when they post it yeah well exactly. it's because and, it's because when you post stuff um the algorithm tends to prioritize new stuff and it being taken down and then going back up like a day later it looked to the algorithm it looks like your your Girl video news. your video hasn't gotten any traffic for like 24 hours which kills My your f- ratings fucking god that yeah and the violation stays like the violations in the violation report like history yeah. even even when you submit an appeal and the video is back up the violation stays as a violation it doesn't go away ah fucking tiktok yeah That's so i literally weird... oh, yeah so ahead. i literally i literally oh. had to to just like post funny videos or whatever for two weeks just so i can get back on the algorithm you know Definitely, yeah, this is a form of, clear form of censorship. Yeah, like, I know, I know, like, some creators basically split off a second channel just for the political stuff or stuff they know that's not going to do well, because having that, you know, like, they have, they got their funny channel or their, you know, their mainstream appeal channel, and they got their political channel. It's so, it sucks. People have to compartmentalize their lives like that on social media. It's yeah. it's gaming the algorithm. It sucks. So fucked up. You know, but, like... for me, but 
Welcome to like yeah. part 14 of us hating on YouTube, TikTok, and other algorithms. Yeah. You know, but growing up as a queer Palestinian who studied media as in Emory University in Palestine, um, um, I, I, have, I have my, like, I like to work like my strategy when doing content. Whenever I, whenever I do content on social media about like, you know, the stories of the Almen about like queer Palestinians and like, you know, queer Arabs like back home and everything, I take a viral sound that's like in English or anything and I put, you know, the story of the storytelling of like the story in the video um mm. in the way talking about palestine in it um and i like if you go to my um page i never you you'll like if i have a lot of videos you'll never see a hashtag that contains palestine in it nothing mm. got it so uh, what yeah. what i do what i do is i put hashtags like for you page like canada like montreal like queer arabs like Middle East, like Mina, so on and everything. And then the content of Palestine is in the video. So all yeah. of these hashtags, when you press on them, the video is existing and all of these things yeah. except, Palestine, except the hashtag Palestine that you'll, that you'll never see because they block it. So whenever they go to any of these, something about Palestine is there. And I got like three videos, I think, talking about Palestine in them. Uh, got like 200,000 views, 500,000 views, and 600,000 views because it, I fooled the algorithm. I never I, did, I never mentioned Palestine. I never talked. I never put the hashtag. And whenever I say Palestine, I just write Pali or like Pali with like, you know, some full stops or whatever. Like, uh, yeah. 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 And these videos are still up because I managed to do that. And sadly, uh, that's uh, what we do back home. When we want to like, you know, find something, we sometimes you know, put words without like, you know, like letters or anything, just so the algorithm can, can push it. So me knowing this, God. it's helping a little bit. Yeah, it just sucks that that's, that's how it has to be. Because sometimes I'm like, fuck all these shitty platforms and shitty corporations. Like why are, like, yeah. why are creators putting our talent towards these? But then like what are what other options do we have that can reach the same exactly. number of people like there aren't really any so we're just like, they, going through these little loopholes yeah and the ironic thing is doing that sort of stuff like without having sort of like a consistent alternative tag like hurts your ability to get like ad revenue because then um buy mm. ad people who are buying ad space and ad time can't target specific hashtags they can't like target palestine because you know it's like Palestine gets censored, so they can be like Pali or whatever. And yeah, yeah. And I try, I try not to use Pali because Pali is a city, and I don't know where in the world, so it's not the oh, same as okay. Palestine. But at the same yeah. time, like you know, it it made me social media and this. It made me reconsider some stuff that I didn't do yet, but I might do. I might just make my YouTube channel content like that's not translated and it's just in Arabic for people who are back home. And my TikTok, like, see, it's it's different and it's weird. On YouTube, uh, all of the people that are engaging with my content there is uh, people who are living back home. So they don't really care about the translation or whatever. Um, yeah. And on, on TikTok, um, all of the people that I have there are like, they're speaking English and perfect English. Mm, so, okay. so, and on Instagram, I have both. So on on youtube i translate on tiktok it's in english on instagram everything is in both languages when i post a story so i i'm this i'm thinking of making like the youtube is just for arabs back home so yeah. like it will be it will be better viewing and everything and um tiktok is for like you know the western world the west like because when you talk about queer arabs in general okay and queer and queer people from the MENA region or like Havana, you have to you have to um, think about it from the way is, are you going to make content for people back home or are you going to make content for people who are in the Western world? Because you can't make the same content for these two people. So true. And that's, yeah. and that's what I'm facing. And that's what I'm facing because queer yeah. people back home, they've been through it all. And like when they hear queer people here complaining, they're like, just shut the fuck up, you yeah. know? So... They like you need to validate everyone's feelings. You can't yeah. tell someone just to shut the fuck up because like when when you grow up when you grow when you grow up in wars and everything, 
um, like, you know, you have this capability of like taking more stuff in or blah, blah, blah. But when you grow up in like this Western world, like, you know, and this privileges, and you don't have the same, you know, capability of like taking in stuff. And I've heard it sometimes when I try to mix the two together, like my followers, the, the people in the Western, like the queer people in Western world were like just venting and everything in the comment section. And people from back home, they're like, just shut the fuck up. Like, do you realize what are you saying? And they were validating, like, you know, they were like, your, your feelings are invalid. And like, I'm suffering here and you're living there and you're still crying. And, you know, so mm. you can't really mix these two. Um, so yeah. I'm thinking of yeah. like making YouTube for back home, TikTok for people here and Instagram. And since it's like on the story, like, you know, it's just going to make it two languages and post both contents. But yeah, that's what I'm thinking of doing. And like, you know, whenever you want to talk about this, like me as someone who's like, I lived there, my life back home, I like, I did so much and I've been through so much back home. And then mm-hmm. here I've been through so much too. So like, yeah, like the, the stories that I have from back home and the stories that I have here, so like me seeing both sides of right. queer people here and queer people there um you kind of get a sense of like how is it like you know yeah and yeah that's so true about like the audience just there are certain areas where like audience needs their own space they don't really need to be mixed all the time and like to detract from the the actual yeah. and you can't always control exactly who your audience is right because it's just the internet anyone can be there but you can know if there's yeah. more of a certain type of people on one platform yeah, can, yeah. You, you can continue to shape that as you um keep doing this yeah that might be a good yeah that might be a good idea to have like so, a, de- a dedicated space for each so speaking of all these platforms um where can people follow you on all of them yeah um well um i'm on like i have a link in my instagram my instagram is real ahmed day at real ahmed day all my social media is um at real ahmed day and my youtube is ahmed day um so it's easy to find me they're all the same at uh in my instagram too and on each platform of my social media there's a link and this link i have all of my social media platforms linked there and my recent YouTube videos linked there. I'm over, I'm even on um, Clubhouse too. We open and discuss mm. and answer questions and everything. So oh, cool. yeah, it's at, at Real Ahmed Ray and uh, everything is linked in uh, the link in the bio of each social media. Perfect. Cool. Go follow awesome. Them Everyone go follow them. Form of choice. Yeah. Um, you can follow us. You all can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Queer Arabs and The Queer Arabs at gmail.com is to reach out to us by email um, and our website is thequeerarabs.com thank you all so much for listening